Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit. I can't wait to connect with you. So today we're going to dive into a really important topic, which is branding and how we can really establish ourselves as an expert, as an authority figure in our sphere. And here to talk about it is Chelly Phillips. She really emphasizes the importance of a branding statement and taking control of how others perceive one's value. Chelly Phillips is a sweet tea sipping, sassy southerner with a passion for helping professionals and entrepreneurs stand out for all the right reasons. She's a coach, corporate trainer, motivational speaker, and an international best-selling author. Her books include Culture Secrets, Secret Leaders Can Use to Build a Value Culture, Get Noticed, Get Hired, and When in Doubt, Delete It. Whether you're looking to land the ideal career perfectly matched to your skill set, or you want to create a culture where employees thrive, she'll show you how personal branding sets you up for success. I am so honored to have her here, and I hope you really take notes on this particular interview. So Chelly, welcome to the summit. I'm so excited to have you here. Today, we're going to be talking about building your brand for impact and influence. And you have had quite the career around branding in many different forms and so many books that you've written. I'm I'm super honored to have you here as a guest. And I guess I wanted to just ask you to begin with, because this seems to be a mantra you're putting out there, which is that personal branding ultimately is no longer an option. It's really something that we have to have in the digital space, um, no matter what kind of career you have, but in particular for entrepreneurs that are out there, being in the digital space is super important. So can you maybe start by talking to, to the subject a little bit and Yeah, maybe tie in a little bit of your story as well. Absolutely. Yeah, today's A and age, when when I work with clients and and different things like that, we talk about is you already have a brand, whether you're being intentional about it or someone else is being intentional about it, because of the way the world has gone into a more digital fashion. One of the first things I like to do with people is to hey, just Google yourself and see what comes up. And if you haven't been putting content out there and something comes up for you, then that's the brand that you have. And you have had no influence on how people are perceiving you, what they're taking away from that or anything. And so it's vital, whether you're a professional looking to make your next career moves or whether you're an entrepreneur building your own business, because you want to set the tone for how people think about you and what they think of your services, what they think of the direction that you're going and the value that you bring to the table. And it really is one of those things that I think people have to be very intentional about now and you have to make a plan for it. It's not something that can just happen generically anymore and you just go with the flow and hope it works out. And so my background, I began in journalism. So I learned really early on in life 
how interesting people's stories were. And I think that's what really tied me into branding and marketing and everything as I grew throughout my career. I switched from journalism to public relations and I've had 25 years in that industry as well now. And so I've learned about building brands for products, for companies. And what I learned along the way is that we're our biggest assets. And so if we're willing to brand and market our products, why are we not branding and marketing ourselves as well? Because that's what builds the trust between people. And that's what makes people want to work with us because they identify with us. They know our story and there's some shared interest in there that they can connect with and go, that's the kind of person that I want to work with. And so whether that's you're looking for a job or you're looking for a client, then that what you put out there is what you attract towards you. It's so beautiful. Yes. And it's so true. If I think about the way that I buy out in the marketplace, I definitely look at the story behind the founders and if they're really present and I really like what they're saying, what their values are and how they even got to where they are selling that product. I'm so much more closer to it. It's it's heart drawn for me Mm -hmm. and I'm much more likely to, to buy, to purchase from those than from the next one that might have a very similar and sometimes better (laughs) product (laughs) in some cases, but it's the people behind it. And I think we're all really so much craving the connection. I think that's ultimately what's behind it in a way. It really is. And your brand is what you can use to make that connection with people. You're giving them something to latch on to resonate with. And it really does make all the difference. And you think about it with sales, People want to buy from people they know know and trust. And so how do you build that trust or how do you get them to know you or how do you let them understand that, hey, I'm an expert in this area and I can really help you with the problem that you're needing to solve. And that's by putting that brand together in a way that people come to it and find it and be like, hey, this is the answer to all my questions or this is the product that I've been needing or this is the person that I need to coach me and guide me along the way because they've been there, they've done that and they understand the world that I live in. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. So true. And so it's really upon us to educate the market in general and in various facets. And so how do we even go about doing that when there's just so much noise? There's just, everybody's creating content. Everybody's, how do you differentiate yourself even with your own unique story and, and background? So the first thing is you need to get really clear on what is that brand that you want to put out there. It takes a little bit of (laughs) self-reflection, excuse me, takes a little bit of that self-reflection for you to be able to decide and determine what are the values that I want to be known for? What is the service that I want people to think of me that I'm providing? And you've got to stop and do that work first, because I think one of the The things is a lot of people jump into branding and they just start throwing things out there online. This sounds good. This sounds good. I like this color. I like this picture. I like this quote. I like whatever. And there's no real thought or no rhyme nor reason to why I'm putting that out there or how that it ties into the overarching picture of who I am and what I want to present. The other thing that I people I think people get distracted with a lot is there's a bazillion platforms out there right now. So which one do I pick? Which one do I which one should I be on? Should I be on all 12 of them? Should I post every day? Whatever. When I'm working with clients, one of the first things I tell them is let's pick one first. Pick one that you're comfortable with 
that you feel like my people are going to be there, that my audience is there waiting for me. And let's start with one. You can always grow it. But it's much easier to start with one, get really comfortable with it, get comfortable with what you're putting out, what type of messaging you're going to use, what kind of images are you going to associate with yourself, and then start building your plan around that. Instead of trying to do it all at once and make up for five years of not having it done and try and getting it accomplished in one week, just start very simply and very succinctly with, okay, this is what I'm going to do this week to start building my brand. I love the I think it's like a, a, a Chinese story that they told, like a fable. It's basically yesterday was the best time to build the tree or plant the tree because it's going to grow and develop. But tomorrow is okay too, because <laughs> you're still planting and it still can grow from there on out. Keep that in mind when you're doing that, because what you start doing, you're going to continue to grow and you're going to continue to nourish and it's going to continue to become an even bolder, more full representation of who you are as you continue putting that out there. That's so true. I, I feel for those that have neglected certain aspect of putting out their brand, that's a it's a beautiful message too. It's never too late to start. And over time it really does build. And I totally agree with you. With the platforms, it's really easy. There's a lot of software out there that you can use to just publish one piece of content to all 12 now. So there is some shortcuts. However, each platform is so unique in terms of the type of content it favors. And so you're doing yourself a you know, disservice actually by trying to be everywhere. And, and it doesn't matter if you have the tools to do it or not. So I, I really like what you're saying about just picking one and just being consistent with it and really, yeah, curating what feels good for you. And what would you suggest, you know, how would people pick the right platform for them? Is it based on the type of content or the audience or a bit of both? I think a little bit of all of that plays into the first thing I would say, though, is what is your comfort level with that platform? Are mm -hmm. you a video person? Do you like doing video? Do you see yourself on video or do you just cringe at the fact for having to do that? If that's the case, TikTok's probably not for you. So I'm like, you really have to, what am I comfortable with? What level am I willing to commit to and start with and everything and do a little bit of research and see where your ideal client is and or if, if you're a professional looking for a job or something, LinkedIn is probably going to be where you want to be. Also, if you're working, like if you have a service that's going to go towards more corporate clients and things like that, you might want to focus on LinkedIn. If you have an older demographic, maybe say over 40, you may be wanting to look at Facebook or Instagram because that's where those markets are going to generally hang out. So do a little research and see where your ideal customer is first, but don't forget it's all about being comfortable with that platform as well. And I say that because it's about being authentic who you are. Because if you're not a video person or you're going to struggle to do that and or you're going to you're going to come across as very uncomfortable every time that you have to be on video to do something for your social media channel, people are going to pick up on that. And it's not going to feel as real to them as it's somebody is. Maybe it's just secondhand to. And that's okay. We're all different and our brand should reflect who we are as people and celebrate those differences. 
And it's totally okay to go on there and say, hey, you may never see a video from me because I just can't bring myself to do that. I don't like that platform or that way of communicating. And you're going to find your audience of people who feel the same way. And they're going to they're going to go, oh, these are my people because they're not going to do things that I can't do either. And taking that step back and realizing that we don't have to be all things to all people and that we're picking what we're doing to be comfortable so that we actually do are able to show up as our authentic selves, I think is like the biggest thing that people can do to really decide what platform they want to be on and in what format they want to show up in. Mm, so beautiful. Yes. I, I like what you said about celebrating our uniqueness, right? It's not about let's try. Oh, okay. Videos are trendy. So let me try to fit in with the norm is no, just play into your gift and you, what you're super good at. And then find the right fit for you as opposed to the other way around. So that's a, that's a su super great point. So beyond social media, what are other ways that we can really build our, our personal brand, maybe offline or mm -hmm. just generally, I'm sure in the PR realm, of course, but what have you found has been successful for your clients? Yeah. So the thing is, a lot of it is about getting repeat customers, especially if you're an entrepreneur. So how you build your brand is going to be very much impacted by how you show up with each of those customers that you're interacting with. So are you meeting deadlines that you tell them that you're going to meet? Are you responding promptly to emails? Are you courteous and engaging on the phone or in your texting or however you're choosing to to actually communicate with them. And so a, a lot of times we overlook that simple piece of who we are. People make a judgment based on their interactions with us. It's, it, we can't help it. It's natural. If I go to a coffee shop and the barista or whatever is just really short and not engaging at all and is here, give me your money and go thing. I don't just have a reflection of that person. I have a reflection of that business as a whole. And the same thing goes for us as entrepreneurs. So each of our interactions with our clients or potential clients is building a piece of our brand. And that's something that we can very succinctly control. We can control how we show up what kind of attitude that we're going to have when we're dealing with them, how we deliver on our promises, how we communicate effectively. And I'm not saying you always have to be Susie Sunshine, but sometimes just getting that response back within 24 hours or making sure you're answering their questions is all that it takes to create that professional brand that you have that someone, okay, I've asked them for information, they've given it to me, and it makes sense to me. And that's what you want to be known as, that I'm a professional that gets the job done. And so it's not necessarily all the time about having to make it pretty, make it put all the graphics, put all the bells and whistles in. Sometimes it really is that good old fashioned, let me, how is this person going to experience me as a person? Mm, That's so true. And as you said, it's, it's not just about attracting people to, to your company. It's all the way through the whole cycle of their experience with you, which is, is such a good point. And I think also segues into another topic we were discussing before getting on here, which is how your team should really represent you and how can we form that culture within the individuals that work in and around with you that also represent that brand that you're hoping to hold as a whole. Yeah. yeah, that's been one of my favorite things that I've been working on this year, and I call it building a value culture. It's all about 
people-centered culture. And the first piece of that is vision and values. And I think that is a critical point that you have to start with your team. They need to understand the vision that you have for that organization or that business or that product or the team itself. How do we see ourselves moving forward? What is the future of this organization? And what values do I expect us to show our clients. And if you do that as a team, if you get them involved with that, being able to set those values, then the other key piece to that is that you're able to define behaviors that represent those values. As a team, you can say, okay, I'm going to be I'm going to provide great customer service. So on the flip side, you can set a set of behaviors. That means I'm going to respond to emails within 24 hours, or I am going to submit proposals within 72 hours of receiving requests. Or if there's an issue with a delivery, I'm going to make sure the customer is aware of what's going on, what's happening, what we're doing to fix it, being proactive instead of reactive. And so when you have that defined set of values and behaviors, then everybody has that same vision and you're actually working towards the same thing. So that means anyone that they encounter with inside your organization, with inside your business are going to be reflecting the same things that they see, which ultimately helps you as the owner of that company, create that ideal vision that people have of the company itself. That's beautiful. Yes. And so that's Why it's so important to define those values and the vision right up front. I know a lot of people that tend to, in the early stages of their business, skip over this exercise (laughs) and they just get out there and they try to sell. But at a certain point when you're growing, if you don't have that really documented somewhere, not just for yourself to remind you what you really stand for, but obviously to really make a stand about what you're about to, to the people around you. So I I think that's really beautiful. I wanted to also segue into another topic, which I I noticed in one of your books is piqued my interest. When in doubt, delete it. (laughs) And this has been part of my story. And I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs story where you start something that you're super passionate about and You think it's going to be the end all be all and then you test it and it turns out it's not really the one. (laughs) And how do you go about pivoting and realizing when something isn't working, when something isn't serving your brand? Yeah. How do you go about that whole process in terms of burning it down and then starting all over? (laughs) Yes, I think anyone who has any kind of entrepreneurial spirit in them has been through that at some point in time. And a lot of times, even in our professional lives, like we I thought this was going to be the ideal job, but then I get in it and I'm like, oh, it's not what at all I thought it like, I don't, this is not where I need to be. This is not where I'm going to thrive. And sometimes the hardest piece of that is just coming to that self-realization is that no matter what else I try to make this right, it's not going to be what I want it to be. And especially as an entrepreneur, I think we get very attached to all the pieces of our things because they're ours. We created them. So everyone is supposed to love them as much as we love them. It's almost like you had the child that you put out into the world and, oh, it's the most precious thing ever. And you realize I didn't hit that mark at all. Like the target market wasn't there that I thought was going to be there for it. And so I, I think the thing that we have to be very careful of 
is not internalizing that, not making it like I'm a total failure. No, this one product or this one one thing that we tried or whatever may not have been the right answer, but that doesn't mean I'm a failure at business. It doesn't mean that I have done everything wrong and I shouldn't have opened my business and I shouldn't be in this line of work or anything else. It just means that we either didn't do enough research to find out who our target market was and who they are going to respond to and what types of services and programs that are products that they really wanted. Or maybe we worked with the wrong vendor or maybe we had the wrong team around us. I think the first thing that we should do as entrepreneurs is actually take a step back and go, okay, so what are my actual learning lessons? What have I learned? What worked and what didn't work? Okay, so the pieces that work, you don't want to throw out. You want to keep that because you can build from that and not start from total scratch again. Maybe you had a great finance team or maybe you had a great cheerleader on because we all need those two to be able to keep going and keep creating and doing whatever. Whatever pieces were great, keep those. And then start looking through the others and try to identify what in it didn't work. And then you can get rid of those and not make that same mistake twice. I think it's one of those, that talk that happens inside our head all the time is that, oh, I'm a failure. Or, oh, it didn't work because I'm such and such, or I'm not skilled enough to do this, or I don't have the right training, or I don't have the right people or whatever. It's like our brains are trained. And it's been funny. I've been doing some some research for the last book and everything is there there is a scientific thing and it's that RAS factor reticulating activating system that we have in our brain and it means basically what we focus on is what we see it's if you've ever been and looked for a new car and it's like it was a bright shiny red car when you left the car a lot you probably saw another car similar to it on the ride home or then you went to the grocery store later that week and there was one in the parking lot and you may have never noticed this car before but because you were shopping and you are doing research on it now you see it everywhere and it's like it's a sign I must have to have it because it's what I want but our brains are really designed to help us achieve the things that we focus on so if you get stuck focusing on the negative if you get stuck focusing on all the things that went wrong or how I'm not qualified to do this your brain starts showing you that because it thinks that's what you want to see that's what you want to look at and so you have to really turn that switch off and be like, nope, I want to focus on building my business or growing a successful business. And these are the things I want you to show me talking about your brain, that I want you to put things in my path, or I want you to help me notice things that come across my feed or across when I'm searching or when I'm doing research that really apply to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And you can really start making some big progress that way. It's really funny. I said, now that I've done the research and I, I catch myself all the time now going, oh, that's cool. That just showed, no, it didn't because I was actually looking for this. And so now I'm consciously noticing things that I might not have noticed before. And I'm going, isn't that really cool how our brain works and does that for us? It's, it's that computer system running inside all the time, but you can use that to your advantage. Like when you're building your brand and when you're coming up with products to do and how you're going to serve your clients is put it to work for you. Go to sleep at night thinking about, okay, what do I need to do for this? And it'll process for you all night long. And you're no telling what you'll wake up with. And some days you may not. And some days you may wake up with, this is the best idea I've ever had. I've got to get on it right now. But some small little switches like that in, and not getting bogged down in the fact that we don't always get it right as entrepreneurs or business owners. And that's okay. Everything is a learning process. And as long as we learn from it and move forward, we're just going to get better and better.
I love that. And this is a, a topic near and dear to me. And I do because I do subconscious work with my clients as well. And I just really admire your point about really what you're saying is we're conscious creators of so the things that come into our realm, it's about something we thought about. And so when you become aware of that, that there's all these clues that are coming to you and it's all for you, essentially. So being aware of how you're thinking is, is a really the, the starting point rather than thinking about the failures or whatever it is that you, that didn't go so well, it's okay. Can we, how can we start over and now think about, okay, let's, what's the new, what's, what have I learned to then create the new? It's a different type of, um, way of, of going about it in a, in a positive stream. So I really like that. Um, I could definitely go on <laughs> with that subject, but I, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your resource, build your success brand. Uh, I had a little dig in there and there was really a lot of food for thought um, for anyone who's wanting to really, yeah, build that brand from a, a really authentic place. Um, yeah. So it's a simple a little workbook that you can work through to come up with your success brand. And it's going to really do some, there's just some mindset exercises in there about getting clear on who it is you want to present yourself to the world as. It's also going to talk, walk you through picking that platform that we talked about is looking at your, who is my audience? Who do I want to be in front of? And when you get clear on that, you can figure out where do I need to be to start putting this information out in the world. And then it, it also, one of the favorite things in there is like creating that branding statement for yourself. Sometimes I mean, like we have them for business. We have our mission statements and everything, but who do I as the owner or the creator or the founder want to be known as, and why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important for us to get intentional and make it personal. That's mm -hmm. what people relate to. And that's how you're going to stand out in this world of everything being posted all day, 24 hours a day, because it's going to resonate as this is who you are. This is how you get successful because I'm clear on who I am and the things that I am putting out there then are reflecting that same thing. And so if you work your way through that workshop worksheet, you'll get very clear on like the things that go into it. And I tell everybody, don't get hung up if your first one doesn't sound exactly like you. This is something that's going to evolve the more thought you put into it. And what I'd really urge you to do is that when you do create that branding statement is try it out on a few people. Get used to saying it, get used to seeing how it comes out of your mouth, like letting it form into conversation and seeing how people resonate with it. You know, it doesn't do you any good if you write it on the piece of paper and never share it with anybody. And so, but you have to be comfortable sharing it too. So you want it to sound like you want it to reflect you. And the easiest way to try it out is to try it out on people, whether you're having small talk with someone or whether you're at a networking event, maybe with a local chamber or something like that, try it out and see how it goes. And then if you try it and it makes you uncomfortable or it's not quite right, then you need to go back and tweak it a little bit. Or maybe if they tell you, oh my God, that's great. Tell me more. 
then, hey, I hit on something. This is what I need. To, this is it. This is what I need to do. And one of the exercises that I do with clients is as they're working through this worksheet and everything is I ask them to find three or four people in their life from different areas, whether it's business, whether it's just social encounters, whatever it is, and ask them for the five things that they think of, whether that's their skills or their values. What skills do you think I show up with? Or when you think of me, what are the first things that you think of? What do I bring to the table? And because it's self-reflection, sometimes it's hard for us to see what other people think of us because we get wrapped up in how we see ourselves, but we're not really sure how other people are viewing us yet. And so if you haven't done any of this work intentionally in the, in the past, then that's a great way to get started just to see, okay, do they all see me the same way in all the different areas of my life or is one person really skewed with how they see me and it doesn't align with anyone else? And, or, and so that way you can start really figuring out like, huh. And sometimes some of my clients have even had the realization is I never really thought of that as a skill, but people find it really valuable because mm -hmm. it was something that came very natural to them. And they didn't think of it as anything special because they just did it because it was just who they were and how they operated. And that can be one of the things that you can actually build from. And, and if you're really good at something naturally and it just comes easy for you, that's probably something you need to work into your business plan because it's going to be something that you enjoy doing and it's going to be very easy for people to resonate with that as something that is truly authentic to you. That's, that's beautiful. I really enjoy all of those statements and how I, I was thinking about how do you differentiate between a branding statement, a positioning statement, and a mission statement, because I know there's these subtleties between all of them. And when do you use which one? And, and in particular, when is the branding one used besides it being a statement on your website or in your social media as well? I think everything is built from your branding statement because your mission is going to reflect who you are. Your vision is going to reflect who you are. And to me, that branding statement, that personal branding statement about who I am and how I want to show up and who I want to help doing whatever is that key point in there. And it's going to help you identify the, the services that you're going to offer. It's going to help you identify the people that you're going to surround yourself with, which I think you need to be able to build that mission statement for this is what I'm going to put out in the world now, because these are the things that I'm going to focus on as a person or as the founder of this organization or as the owner of this business. Yeah. That's beautiful. So it's really the foundation of, of everything. So super, super important to get right. And I love that you're sharing with people that they should dig deep into themselves and what they're good at. And I think testimonials are always a really great way to suddenly see something about yourself that you didn't know. And I love that you're building it from an authentic place because I've definitely seen others that are like doing it from a formula perspective, they're like, I help entrepreneurs or I help. And then there's blank with, and it's just, it's so formulaic. Right. And so how can we release the need to, <laughs> Um, yeah, I understand, I understand the need for a template every now and then to get you started thinking, but you really do have to tweak it and make it really sound like you and what that you're doing. I said, yeah, it is really funny when you get into it and you start doing it and you start going through people's websites and things like, oh, okay, yeah, I help so-and-so do such and such with this. Yeah, great. Okay, I got you. And it's like you recognize it over and over again. And it's, okay, I get what you're trying to do, but can we make it sound like 
this is not a robot putting it out there for people to see. So, so I, I love that, that there's, there is room to, to make it your own and make it unique. And that's a beautiful place to, to go from. I thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave last parting words or thoughts that you want to leave the audience with? So I have a quote that I love and it's no one is going to pay you what you're worth, only what they think you're worth. And the really great thing is that we can control how people think about us. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're worried about getting your message and your vision out there and you're and putting your value out there, remember that you're the one that controls that going forward. You ultimately are the one that is responsible for putting the information out there that shows people that you're worth paying for what you do and the services that you provide. And when you get really intentional about it, you can totally make that happen. So true. So beautiful. I, I love that so much. And so, yeah, it all begins with how you think and feel about yourself at the end of the day as well. Beautiful. I can't wait for everyone to connect with you. I will drop all the links for people to find out more on your website. And yeah, definitely. I want to go through all your books. <laughs> there's, there's some really beautiful gems in there. So thank you so much for being on here. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.